Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. First, I would like to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarakmanes team co-host for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. The prayer point has been posted on the chat group today as we continue to pray for focus, stability, and consistency in inspired by the word family. We'll be taking the scripture reading from Psalms chapter 103, 19 to 22. NET translation I read. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. His kingdom extends over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels of ease, you powerful warriors who carry out his decrees and obey his orders. Praise the Lord, all you warriors of ease, you servants of ease who carry out his desires. Praise the Lord, all that he has made in all the regions of his kingdom. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Esteemed family, with a heart of gratitude, pray fervently in the tongues of the Spirit, thanking the Lord for all the members of Inspired by the Word. Thank the Lord joyously for our lives as we start up the new ministry year with insight, consistency, focus, wisdom, and stability in every of our endeavors. Affirm that the manifestation of the prophecy spoken concerning us will come to the full manifestation in our lives in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As the family is kindly unmute and mic and begin to pray fervently in tongues of the Spirit using the above prayer point. Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. With a grateful heart, we thank you, O Lord, for all the prayer answer. All the prophecies spoken about us in this beautiful family. We affirm the manifestation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are surely walking in the wisdom of God. Our stability and consistency is in 1000%. Manegrede, Rakuli Gredabake, Teka Likata, Gai Gadabakate, Krele. 
Oh, the words that we have received, all the prophecies that we have received is manifesting already in the name of Jesus Christ. From afar, many will see the glory of the Lord shining in our lives. It is done, it is done, it is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amarakman, esteemed co-host, for the opportunity to lead. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for the sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you. Right now, I will end over to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all, and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. Over to you, praise and worship team. Masha Katunze Prikira Badushka Handa Gaboze Prikata Mingra Katunze Kira Mahanda Gedashkira Ha O Gratunze Prikatun Belika Santa Hadadoshka. You are so loving and kind. You are so mighty and great. Sovereign all of your ways. Oh Lord, maker of heaven and earth, God of all creation, your name resounds in the heaven, oh Lord. Oh, you are so loved. You are so mighty and great, sovereign in all of your ways, oh Lord, maker of heaven and earth, God of all creation. Your name resounds in the heaven, oh Lord, oh, mighty God, ruler of all creation, glorious Lord, you King of kings, your glory fills the heavens. You, oh Lord, are God. Oh, Lord, you are all powerful, righteous and ever true. You rule from age to age, oh Lord. Eternal King of all, maker of the universe, your greatness never ends, oh Lord. My dear ruler of all creation, glorious Lord, you are King of Kings. Your glory fills the heavens, you, oh Lord, are God. You are the greatest Lord, yes, the greatest, the strong and breasted one, oh you, 
Yes, Lord, you are the greatest Lord of all. Lunda city kibayala kosta kabaye keribo sunta kabaya. Oh, glory to God. Liron sata kabaye. Velo kosta kabaya. Blessed be your name, O Lord, forever. Thank you, precious Father. Glory, glory to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you so much, Esteem Stamaka, for this opportunity to take the Rhapsody of Reality segment today. Thank you, Esteem Comrade Martins, Esteem Sister Harriet, for the time of worship. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, so we are going to our Rhapsody of Reality segment this morning. You're all welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, Sister Daisy, you can go ahead and share the screen. You're a co-host now. Praise God forevermore. Okay, so we are going to be taking our Rhapsody of Reality segment. Today's Rhapsody, Sunday the 3rd of December, says absolute dominion over the adversary glory to god and our text is taken from luke 10 verse 18 he says and he said unto them i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven glory to god genesis 3 says tell us and genesis 3 tells us that the serpent beguiled eve his father described as the devil and satan which deceived the whole world Revelations 12, verse 9. In the 10th verse of Revelations 12, he is called the accuser of our brethren. Peter, in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, calls him your adversary. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Praise the Lord. So in this opening paragraph, all he has told you now is that the devil is not your friend. He's not somebody that wants your good. He's telling you on every level, the devil is your adversary, is your accuser. All he wants is just to come after you in not in a nice way. <laughs> if he can destroy you on the spot, he will do it. In the second paragraph, he says, an adversary is an enemy, an opponent, an opposer. Some people are trying to make Satan look like, <laughs> some people are trying to make Satan look good by introducing new songs with lyrics that portrays him as your friend. Don't be deceived. Satan is not and could never be your friend. He's your adversary. He's your enemy. He's your opponent. He's your op opposer. How be it? He is a defeated one. So irrespective of who the devil is, he is a defeated one, a defeated foe, a defeated opponent, a defeated 
enemy, a defeated opposer. Hallelujah. He has been defeated on every level. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4, from verse 3 to 4, paints another identity of Satan's personality, referring to him as the God of this world. But thanks be unto God, you're not of this world. Hallelujah. 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 We are not of this world. You can say that to yourself. I'm not of this world. So even though the devil is the God of this world, he's not, he's not our God. He's the God of this world. And we are not of this world. You don't belong in Satan's jurisdiction. Therefore, he's not in any way a factor because you're superior to him. Give him no place or chance in your life. Don't give him even the tiniest, the tiniest of chances. Don't even give him one second to breathe fresh air in your life. Don't even give him an, an opportunity or an occasion. Don't give him any space. Hallelujah. You don't belong in his jurisdiction. There is no correlation, no association, no affiliation between light and darkness or between a heavenly life and that of this world. Hallelujah. You give the devil no chance. I mean, we, you might be reading it in Rhapsody and it looks like it's quiet. No, this is a shouting thing. The devil has no place, no chance in our life. The accuser has no place, no chance in our life, not in our health, not in our finances, not in our family, nothing, anything that concerns us. Hallelujah. Because we are not of this world. We are children of light. We are life itself. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are victors. We have no, nothing to do with the devil. And we do not give him any space, any opportunity. Hallelujah. You can see pastor when he's talking at the healing school, when he's casting out the devil, out. I mean, if you look at his eyeballs, you can literally see fire coming out. We have no association with the devil. And we do not give him any space. I mean, not a millisecond. No, we do not give him any chance in our lives. Hallelujah. It says you have dominion over Satan and the rulers of darkness to keep them defeated, to keep them subdued under your feet. Hallelujah. You keep them in that place. Not for a second should they think that they have any opportunity to do anything in your life, to run rampage in your life, in your finances, in your family. You have dominion over Satan and every ruler of darkness. Hallelujah. Because we are light. Hallelujah. We have dominion and we stay in that place of dominion. We do not give the devil any room. <laughs> the Lord Jesus said in Luke 10 verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It doesn't matter how the devil decides to show up or where he decides to show up. You have power, power over the enemy. Does it come in the form of demonic oppression, sickness? Even poverty, you don't give it place. Even lack, even want. Even somebody sick in your family or somebody that is not just, person is not just that. Don't give the devil any chance. Tell him out. You put him where he belongs, in the place of defeat, where he's subject to what you say. When you say go, he goes. Hallelujah. Your dominion and authority over the adversary and adversities is supreme. Your, domi see, your dominion is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your authority is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what does he say? He says he's far above. Far above principalities and powers, far above the dominion of this world, far above the rulership of this world. Hallelujah. That's where you reign. Says he's seated in heavenly places, far above, not in this world. He's not seated in, on any throne in this world. No, that's the dominion you have. That's the authority you have. Not one that operates in this earthly realm. Not one that operates under the jurisdiction of this earth. 
not one that operates under the jurisdiction of adversary, of, of the deception of this world. No, not one that operates there. It says he's seated in heavenly places. You have an, a heavenly authority, a name that is greater than uh, greater than every other name, an authority that supersedes every other authority that can be named, that can be called, that can be heard of. You are in that place of supreme dominion and authority. Hallelujah. He says it's incontestable. I mean, the devil cannot come into your space and be say, I, I'm in charge. You, no, 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 no. It is incontestable. Even the devils and the demons of darkness, they know. They know. Point is that, do you know, brothers and sisters, do you know? Do you operate in that knowledge and understanding? Do you operate in that space where you have come to the realization of who you really are in Christ? He says it's incontestable. Recognize it and exercise it always. See, the devil is afraid of you when he comes to know that this person knows who they are. If you've been listening to the message, a people of prophecy, he says, as you prophesy, as you the devil doesn't want you to talk. But by the time you are talking, he said, can they stop them? <laughs> I like the way Pastor put it there. He says, stop them. Say, ah, no, somebody's telling them who they are. Somebody's telling them what they should do. Somebody is telling them how they should do what they should do. Somebody is telling them to talk. Hallelujah. It is incontestable. We know it. We understand it. We exercise it. Demons are proud figures. They don't like to be where they can be disgraced and embarrassed. So when you know it, and when you let them know that you know it, devil, you have no place in this home. Take your things and get out of here. You have no place in my finances. I live in absolute abundance. Hallelujah. You begin to make such declarations, such prophetic declarations. They say they can hear you. They can hear you. They are not deaf. Neither are they hard of hearing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. It is incontestable. Nobody is dragging it with you. Point is that do you know? Do you know? Have you come to the realization? of who you are in Christ Jesus, of the rulership and the authority that you have, of the dominion that you have in Christ Jesus. Have you come to that place? We have absolute dominion over the adversary, over the devil, over his cohorts, over the demons of darkness, over the wicked spirits of darkness. Well, see, it doesn't matter the shape or the form that they come. They are of the devil. And so they have been defeated and we are in charge. We are in absolute charge. See, we are not, we did not give like maybe some percentage of power to them. No, we are in absolute control and we operate from the heavenlies. Our economy is of the heavenlies. Our authority is of the heavenlies. Hallelujah. Our dominion is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our authority is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He won the victory. He took the victory. He got it. See, it, it, it was not handed to him free of charge. There was a battle and he took that victory. He took it. He took it. And he, he started, he put, he said, all of you, arrange yourself. You are, <laughs> oh, precious father. Hallelujah. He put them under his feet, under his subjection. He said he took the power. He took the power, the authority of death and of hell. See, he has the keys in his hands. And he gave you his name and he says, rule. Rule thou. Rule thou. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, rule. Brothers and sisters, dominate. Operate in the authority that you have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God forevermore. We have come to know that our authority, our victory is incontestable. We have already won. We have, in fact, we have passed the level of winning. We are in the celebration of the victory. We are in the rejoicing. We are in the after party of the victory that we have won. That is where you are. You are not in a struggling battle. You are not, give me, no, don't, no, that you're not there anymore. We are in the victory. We are in the after party. I mean, we are in the euphoria of the victory that we have won over the devil and his court, over all of our adversaries. Hallelujah. 
praise God forever. Remember to recognize it and exercise it. Is there something that you are going through today? Is there something that does not look or have any semblance of what the word has said concerning you? Exercise your authority today. Exercise your authority. Praise God, praise God forevermore. Thank you so much, esteemed Stamaka, for this opportunity. I'm grateful. Over to you, esteemed Pastor Oni. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor David. Glory to God. I have dominion over the adversary. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connected from. We're going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion. Now start with the further studies of the Rhapsody. Praise God. Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. First John 4, 4. Ye have God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the confession together. Dear Father, I'm not deceived by Satan's lies, manipulations, tricks, schemes, and strategies, or enticed by his deceitful ways. I stand firm in the truth of the word. And I resist him in truth and in faith. I walk on in the victory I have in Christ, living above all the negativities of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And we are in the book of 1 John, chapter 4. Caption, don't believe everything you hear. My dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers losing the world. Here's how you test for the genuine spirit of God. Everyone who confesses openly his faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came as an actual flesh and blood person, comes from God and belongs to God. And everyone who refuses to confess faith in Jesus has nothing in common with God. This is the spirit of Antichrist that you heard was coming. Well, here it is, sooner than we thought. My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers. But the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. These people belong to the Christ-denying world. We talk the word's language and, and the word eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. Anyone who knows God understands us and listens. A person who has nothing to do with God will, of course, not listen to us. This is another test for telling the spirit of truth from the spirit of deception. Caption, God is love. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. My dear, dear friends, if God loves us like this, we certainly ought to love each other. No one has seen God ever. But if we love one another, God was deeply within us. And his love becomes complete in us. Perfect love. This is how we know we are living steadily and deeply in him. And he is in us. He's given us life from his life. 
from his very own spirit, also we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly, the Father sent his Son as Savior of the world. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's Son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God. Caption. To love, to be loved. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live with God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us, so that we are free of worry and judgment day. As standing in, the world is identical with Christ. There's no room in love for fear. Wherefore banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. We, though, are going to love, love and be loved. First, we were loved. Now, we love. He loved us first. If anyone boasts, I have God, and does right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he's a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. We've got to love God. Praise the Lord. We've come to the end of today's New Testament reading. I say a big thank you to Sister Martha for this opportunity. You have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you. God bless you too, esteemed Pastor Nye. I walk in love. I walk in wisdom. Glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Welcome to today's devotion. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take us through the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Glory to God. Today we enter the book of Daniel and we'll be reading chapters 1 and 2 from the message translation. Glory to God. Daniel 1. Caption, Daniel was gifted by God. It was the third year of King Jeho, Jehoiakim's reign in Judah when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon declared war on Jerusalem and besieged the city. The master handed King Jehoiakim of Judah over to him, along with some of the furnishings from the temple of God. Nebuchadnezzar took King Nebuchadnezzar took king and furnishings to the country of Babylon, the ancient Shinar. He put the furnishings in the sacred treasury. The king told Ashpen, Ashpenaz, head of the palace staff, to get some Israelites from the royal family and nobility, young men who were healthy and handsome, intelligent and well-educated, good prospects for leadership positions, in the government, perfect specimens, and indoctrinate them in the Babylonian language and, and the law of magic and fortune-telling. The king then ordered that they be served from the same menu as the royal table, the best food, the finest wine. After three years of training, they will be given positions in the king's court. Four young men from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were among those selected. The head of the palace staff gave them Babylonian names. Daniel was named Belteshazzar, Hananiah was named Shadrach, Mishael was named Meshach, Azariah was named Abednego. But Daniel determined that he would not defile himself by eating the king's food or drinking his wine. So he asked the head of the palace staff to exempt him from the royal diet. The head of the palace staff, <clears throat> by God's grace, liked Daniel, but he warned him, I'm afraid of what my master, the king, will do. He is the one who has signed this diet. And, he, and if he sees that you are not as healthy as the rest, you have my head. But Daniel appealed 
to a steward who had been assigned to the head of the palace staff to be in charge of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Try us out for 10 days on a simple diet of vegetables and water. Then compare us with the young men who eat from the royal menu. Make your decision on the basis of what you see. The steward agreed to do it and fed them vegetables and water for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked better and more robust than all the others who had been eaten from the royal menu. So the steward continued to exempt them from the royal menu of food and drink and served them only vegetables. God gave these, these four young men knowledge and skill in both books and life. In addition, Daniel was gifted in understanding all sorts of visions and dreams. At the end of the time set by the king for their training, the head of the royal staff brought them into Nebuchadnezzar. When the king interviewed them, he found them far superior to all the other young men. None were a match for Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And so they took their place in the king's service. Whenever the king consulted them on anything, on books or on life, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his kingdom put together. Daniel continued in the king's service until the first year in the reign of King Cyrus. <clears throat> Chapter 2 Caption King Nebuchadnezzar's Dream in the second year of his reign, King Nebuchadnezzar started having dreams that disturbed him deeply. He couldn't sleep. He called in all the Babylonian magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and fortune tellers to interpret his dreams for him. When they came and lined up before the king, he said to them, I had a dream that I can't get out of my mind. I can't sleep until I know what it means. The fortune, teller, the fortune tellers, speaking in the Aramaic language, said, Long live the king. Tell us the dream and we will interpret it. The king answered the fortune tellers, This is my decree. If you can't tell me both the dream itself and its interpretation, I'll have you ripped, into, I'll have you ripped to pieces, limb, for, limb from limb and your homes torn down. But if you tell me both the dream and its interpretation, I'll lavish you with gifts and honors. So go to it. Tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered, If it please your majesty, tell us the dream. We'll give their interpretation. But the king said, I know what you're up to. You're just playing for time. You know your corner. You know that if you can't tell me my dream, you're out and out doomed. I see right through you. You're going to slap together some fancy stories and confuse the issue until I change my mind. No way. First tell me the dream. Then I'll know that you're on the up and up with the interpretation and not just blowing smoke in my eyes. <clears throat> the fortune teller said, Nobody anywhere can do what you ask, and no king, great or small, has ever demanded anything like this from any magician, enchanter, or fortune teller. What you're asking is impossible unless some god or goddess should reveal it, and they don't hang around with people like us. That set the king off. He lost his temper and ordered the whole company of Babylonian wise men killed. When the death warrant was issued, Daniel and his companions were included. They also were marked for execution. When Arioch, chief of the royal guards, was making arrangements for the execution, Daniel wisely took him aside and quietly asked what was going on. Why this all of a sudden? After Arioch filled in the background, Daniel went to the king and asked for a little time so that he could interpret the dream. Daniel then went home and told his companions, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, what was going on. He asked them to pray to the God of heaven for mercy 
in solving this mystery so that the four of them wouldn't be killed along with the whole company of Babylonian wise men. <clears throat> Caption, Dream Interpretation, a story of five kingdoms. That night, the answer to the mystery was given to Daniel in a vision. Daniel blessed the God of heaven, saying, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. He knows all, does all. He changes the seasons and guides history. He raises up kings and also brings them down. He provides both intelligence and discernment. He opens up the depths, tells secrets, sees in the dark, light spills out of him. God of all my ancestors, all thanks, all praise. You made me wise and strong, and now you've shown us what we asked for. You've solved the king's mystery. So Daniel went back to Arich, who had been put in charge of the execution. He said, call of the execution. Take me to the king and I'll interpret his dream. Arich didn't lose a minute. He ran to the king, bringing Daniel with him and said, I found a man from the exiles of Judah who can interpret the king's dream. The king asked Daniel, renamed in the Babylonia, Belteshazzar, are you sure you can do this? Tell me the dream I had and interpret it for me. Daniel answered the king, no mere human can solve the king's mystery. I don't care who it is. No wise man, enchanter, magician, diviner. But there is a God in heaven who solves mysteries, and he has solved this one. He's letting King Nebuchadnezzar in on. He's letting King Nebuchadnezzar in on what is going to happen in the days ahead. This is the dream you had when you were lying on your bed, the vision that filled your mind. While you were stretched out on your bed, O king, thoughts came to you regarding what is coming in the days ahead. The revealer of mysteries showed you what will happen. But the interpretation is given through me, not because I'm any smarter than anyone else in the country, but so that you will know what it means, so that you will understand what you dreamed. What you saw, O king, was a huge statue standing before you, striking in appearance and terrifying. The head of the statue was pure gold. The chest and arms were silver. The belly and hips were bronze. The legs were iron. And the feet were an iron ceramic mixture. While you were looking at this statue, a stone cut out of a mountain by an invisible hand hit the statue, smashing its iron ceramic feet. Then the whole thing fell to pieces. Iron, tile, bronze, silver, and gold smashed to bits. It was like scraps of old newspapers in a vacant lot in a hot, dry summer, blown every which way by the wind, scattered to oblivion. But the stone that hit the statue became a huge mountain, dominating the horizon. This was your dream. And now we'll interpret it for you, for the and now we'll interpret it for the king. You, O king, are the most powerful king on earth. The God of heaven has given you the works, rule, power, strength, and glory. He has put you in charge of men and women, wild animals and birds all over the world. You're the head ruler. You are the head of gold. But your rule will be taken over by another kingdom inferior to yours and that one by a third a bronze kingdom but still ruling the whole land and after that by a fourth kingdom iron-like in strength just as iron smashes things to bits breaking and pulverizing it will burst up the previous kingdoms but then the feet and toes that ended up as a mixture of ceramic and iron will deteriorate into a mogrel, a mogrel kingdom with some remains of iron in it. 
just as the tools of the foot were part of ceramic and part iron, it will end up a mixed bag of a breakable and unbreakable. That kingdom won't bond, won't hold together any more than iron and clay hold together. But throughout the history of these kingdoms, the God of heaven will be building a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will this kingdom ever fall under the domination of another. In the end, it will crush the other kingdoms and finish them off and come through it all standing strong and eternal. It will be like the stone cut from the mountain by the invisible hand that crushed the iron, the bronze, the ceramic, the silver, and the gold. The great God has let the king know what will happen in the years to come. This is an accurate telling of the dream, and the interpretation is also accurate. When Daniel finished, King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face in awe before Daniel. He ordered the offering of sacrifices and burning of incense in Daniel's honor. He said to Daniel, Your God is beyond question, the God of all gods, the master of all kings, and he solves all mysteries. I know because you've solved this mystery. Then the king promoted Daniel to a high position in the kingdom lavished him with gifts and made him governor over the entire province of Babylon and the chief in charge of all the Babylonian wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to administrative posts throughout Babylon, while Daniel governed from the royal headquarters. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan for today. Thank you once again, esteemed Sister Marco, for this great opportunity. I will now hand over to the Affirmation team. Do have a prolific day, everyone, and God bless you. Glory! God bless you too, esteemed brother Emmanuel. Indeed, your gift will make room for you. See a man who is diligent in thy work. He shall stand before kings and not mean men. Glory to God. What a reading. Esteemed family, the affirmation is on the screen. Kindly unmute your mic so we can take it together. Hallelujah. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that we are and go in this world today. Thank you, God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed sister Maka, for this opportunity. Esteemed family, the affirmation is on the inspired by the word space. Please do take time to download and affirm in your personal times. Praise the Lord. I now hand over to the meditation team. Do have a prolific day. God bless you. Um, esteemed Comrade Martins, please could you make esteemed sister Maka close? Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Um, congratulations on the journey so far. And thank you so much, esteemed co-host, everyone who's handled the session and guided us this far. Thank you for blessing us daily with the investment of God's word and the spirit of God in you. Praise God. Today is day three. In a journey of 30 days of wisdom and focus, and um, today we're dealing with the theme, wisdom's rewards, and they are listed for us. These are not all, but in the focus of the verse we're looking at today, we have long life, we have riches, and we have honor. So we're going to look at the um, scriptural meditation for today. It's taken from Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13 and 16. Now you can actually connect the dots. You can see the journey from day one when he was telling us that the beginning of knowledge is the fear of God, the reverence for God. And they too explained why, because God is the God of all knowledge. If you have reverence for a man who has access to something, is only common. The man gives you the access to that thing. Most of us have biological parents. If the time when, you know, as you grew up to become an adult, some of the guys here can relate. You know, when you had to drive daddy's car, right? If you didn't handle it well, daddy banned you from driving it. Am I correct? But if driving daddy's car, you, daddy, every time daddy um, got the car, he observed that the car was clean, the car was well taken care of. He will always give you an opportunity to drive it. And even if you were not driving the car, if daddy observed that you were always taking care of his things, you would wash the car. First thing you wake up in the morning, you wash the car. You know, when daddy wants to go to work and his car is ready, there's just this joy. Ah, man, the car is sparkling clean. Thank you so much, my son. You know, there's just this joy in daddy's heart. And at that point, if you're asking daddy anything, you literally have access to it. So, this is the lesson he wants us to learn that you cannot um, dishonor, <clears throat> excuse me, the God of knowledge and have access to knowledge. Because even the same Bible tells us that you don't cast your pearl to the swine. 
you don't give something you as an individual you will not give something to someone who you know will not take care of it if for instance now you have younger ones who maybe from time to time you give them shoes and you give them clothings and then you find that in less than three months six months those shoes are destroyed those clothings are not in good condition you are likely going to stop giving them and look for another person even if it's an outsider to give because you tell them that every time i pass my stuff to you guys you destroy it so and i god holds me responsible for the things he gave me so i can't be passing them to you for destruction so it's it's a principle he's teaching us that when you have value for something you would enjoy what that thing has so verse one told us about fear of god about reverence for god about the worship of god then verse um, chapter two told us that's day two why that is so because god is the god of all knowledge and he's the one who gives godly and skillful wisdom and yesterday we checked all those things what is skillful wisdom what is godly wisdom we checked it so we're coming to day three and he's still on the subject of this wisdom and he's saying that the man who practices um, what we talked about in day one and then day two, because if he practices for day one, he's going to find what he's looking for. Day two taught us that. And when he finds it, he says, this man, day three now, Proverbs 3, verse 13 and 16, he said, this man is happy. And he explained what happy means. He said he's blessed, he's fortunate, he's enviable. That is, people will look at him and want to be like him. How many people look at your life and say, oh, I want to be like this lady. I want to be like this man. He's enviable. He's fortunate. He's blessed. Remember the story of Isaac. The Bible says, and Isaac went forward and he became great. And he says the Philistines envied him. A whole nation was envious of one man. How prosperous can you be? How blessed can you be that a whole nation will be envious of you? And I can tell you how these things are going to manifest themselves. When you are being summoned by the government of China for business, when you are being summoned by the government of Canada, by the government of um, um, Kuwait, and they are talking about transactions and they are saying that, ah, we notice that you, you, you understand this line of business a lot because God's going to give you ideas and it's going to give you ability to prosecute such ideas. And that's what skillful wisdom is. So in this 30 days of wisdom, there is the work of wisdom that's going to transpire inside of you. If you follow the course, if you do your meditations, if you open your heart to the God of wisdom, if you check your priorities and reorder them, giving God his rightful place in your life, giving the word of God its rightful place in your life. It says happy, blessed, fortunate, enviable, is the man who finds skillful and godly wisdom and the man who gets understanding. And it's telling you where it's going to come from. You know, I love the Amplified Classic translation that we're using this month in our Proverbs study. And if you've observed, the meditations are also coming from the Proverbs. It's telling you where this skillful and godly wisdom and the understanding is talking about where it's going to come from. It says, this man draws it forth from God's word and life's experiences. So when you put God's word to work in your daily life, that's what creates your life experiences. So the source is God's word. When you put the word to work, all of those amazing testimonies, many of you on Saturday, we were here till 9 a.m. yesterday. We're here till 9 a.m. And at 9 a.m., we still had somebody who was ready to share a testimony. We had so many testimonies from the application of God's word. So he's telling you that this thing you are doing, you are walking in the path of wisdom. Then he now talks about the reward. He says, length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. A man who reverences God cannot die. I don't know if you get it. A man who walks in wisdom, you remember the message anticipating evil? It's a work of wisdom in your life. Proverbs has told us, if you've been reading Proverbs, he said there's a man that foreseeth evil and hideth itself. He said the simple will walk it on and perish. So wisdom shows you evil ahead, causes you to hide. Length of days have followed. 
So it's the work of wisdom to lengthen your life, to keep your life, to keep life in your path. To reject wisdom is to embrace death. Can you see that these are no negotiative situations? These proverbs would enter you this month. You would understand it. You will live it. You will practice it. You would experience it. And you would enjoy its rewards. And in her left hand are riches and honor. Yesterday I was telling you how did, Mo, how did Solomon know what to ask for? His father taught him that wisdom does not... When you ask for wisdom, wisdom does not go alone. Because in one hand of wisdom... So wisdom is like a person. In the, the right hand of wisdom has long life. The left hand of wisdom has riches and honor. Brothers and sisters, we are made for life. And we have all that we require to have a successful and excellent life. If you didn't enjoy 2023, the new ministry years before you, 2024 is before you, and God is programming you in these 30 days of wisdom and focus so that you would enjoy 2024. And I can assure you, you would enjoy it. Let's take our communion at this point. We're going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. So, do you have your communion materials ready? For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was broke, he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to fellowship with you on a daily basis. And to partake in your life. You did it all for us and gave us the reward. You fought the battle. You gave us the victory. And by this communion, we affirm our oneness and our fellowship with you. The breaking of the bread is significant that you were broken in our place. You became poor so that we might be rich. You took on our sickness so that we might dwell in health. And I declare that as we break this bread, everything that is not of you, everything that is not included in the package of salvation that you brought to us is broken away from us. And there's access to enjoy all that you have in store for us. And it is so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can break your bread and eat it. Verse 25, after this, same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do years after as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, he just showed the Lord's death till he comes. Praise God. Heavenly Father, thank you for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. This is the seal of all that we are, have and can do in you. By this communion, we remind ourselves that with Christ is our wisdom. Is made unto us wisdom. And the wisdom of God is massively at work in us. Skillful and godly wisdom. Wisdom that demonstrates itself in abundance of wealth, riches, and honor. Thank you, Lord. These are byproducts of wisdom and they are seen in our lives. We are guided in the path and in the way of wisdom. At all times, wisdom pilots our life. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. In the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You can take, take the cup. So we're going to take the wisdom affirmation at this time. And while we're at it, um, those who are celebrating their birthdays or you're joining us for the first time, um, you can leave us a message telling us that this is your first time. Tell us your full name, who invited you and where you're connected from. If it's your birthday today, also tell us about it. And I want to say a special happy birthday to those who have had their birthdays in the last one week. Praise God.
All right, so we're going to take uh affirmation, wisdom affirmation at this time. You can unmute your mic and join me. so i know that so um the content for your meditation is available on the channel if you are on the channel kindly um if you're not on the channel please go ahead and join the links are on the chat room all right um we'll close the meeting now and have a beautiful time in church ensure that you are in church today and contribute be a vital part of what happens in your local church god blesses you so that you can be a blessing and it matters that you are. Praise God. Okay, happy Sunday, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's unmute our mics and share the benediction. And the grace of God, the love of God, the